listening to another episode of Meet Me in the Middle. I am Xander Fadley. And I'm Hunter York. And we did our intro properly today. Back hey, we in, did. Back in the saddle. We are now fully greased wheels. We are in a uh, in the swing of things. I don't know. I'm trying to find the right metaphor, but I can't do it. We are in the swing of things with greased wheels. We are in the swing of things with greased wheels and and back in the, in the saddle. And we're chugging along. Chugging along, just like the NFL season. Boom. Transition. Boom. Got out Transition. of Transition. Boom. So, Hunter, you're down there in Nashville. How, how, how's your team doing down there? Uh, well, I wouldn't call them my team, as, as I am not a Titans fan. But the buzz is catching on down here. A lot of people excited for the Titans. Undefeated. Turns out Ryan Tannehill is a, a competent quarterback, apparently. And Derrick Henry is very good at running the football, despite being six foot four. And A.J. Brown. I, I like A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, Ole Miss guy. Very good at football. But uh, yeah. A.J. Brown is pretty good at football. I will grant you that. It, it it's an interesting time down here because the Titans are actually uh, good, which mm-hmm. is weird. So I think a lot of people don't know what to do. And me, obviously, and you, growing up watching Colts football, it's weird to see the division almost flip on its head from when we were younger because the Colts just dominated the Titans and the Texans, and now it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, the Texans stink right now, but they do stink. The last few years, it's like, it's flipped on its head compared to what it was. So I, I think that's good, obviously, for football. But ugh, I just don't like watching the Titans win. That a lot of the Titans fans are not very good at winning, so they're very boisterous in their celebrations and it's like okay it's the regular season calm down yeah when it comes to team success i think that there is a happy middle that fans can reach between when they're first winning and when they're winning too much you know like currently it sounds like what you're going what's going on down there is that the tennessee fans are in the we're winning now so haha watch out cocky sort of feel whereas a new england patriot fan would be like we've won forever so you might as well expect to lose it's like the two, whereas in the middle, you've got teams that are doing well, but have done well enough for long enough that it's not a new sensation. I would say like Chiefs fans. Chiefs fans have a very good team, and they've been good for a couple seasons now. So they're kind of worked out the new new fan success jitters and are in a more comfortable position as a dominant team with dominant fans. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think that in... Like, Chiefs also have, like, a, a rich history of football, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, everyone knows, even if you're not a big fan of football, that Arrowhead is the loudest stadium, and that it's hard to play there. Titans fans are like, hey, we've had, like, one good year, and that was in, like, 98 or 99, whenever they made the Super Bowl. We and used to like, be the Oilers at some point. Yeah, they, they used to not be there. So everyone's like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm like, 
Our yeah, stadium, cool. ha- our stadium has had three or four names in the past ten years. It's just crazy. I, but I think I think people are getting a little ahead of themselves because people are yeah. like, oh, they're, they're going to win it all. I'm like, well, no, they're I, not. I mean, look at their schedule. Three of their wins. They've beaten the Houston Texans, who are currently 1-5. in five, The yeah, Jags, garbage. who are currently 1-5. in five, And the Broncos, who are currently 2-3. and three. So it, it's not like they've had the toughest schedule. Now, the win against Buffalo, that's a good win. I mean, Buffalo is, is top of their division right now. And uh, uh, their other victory, well, okay, their other victory was against the Minnesota Vikings, who are also 1-5. So Yeah, also terrible. Also, Yeah, so kind of take, take that success. And they beat the Vikings by one. The Texans took them to overtime, and they beat the Jags by three and the Broncos by two. The only team they've actually had a good win against was the best team they've played counterintuitively, where they smoked the Bills forty-two to sixteen. I think the Bills are one of those teams that they can—they're just a week-to-week team where it's like one week you're like, "Whoa, Josh Allen, unbelievable quarterback!" You know, Bills really, really good, but then it's like. The next week they'll show up and you're like, oh, wow, uh, there's the Bills we all know and love. Mm-hmm. But the Bills will be interesting to watch over the next few years because, I mean, we're really starting to see the Patriots, you know, not Fine. fall. Finally because, fade. I mean, no, we'll say it. We'll say fall. We'll say crash down to earth where they belong and deserve to be. <laughs> As you could say that very obje- loud and boisterously. As an as objective Colts. observer here, yeah, no, no horse in the race, no bad blood against the Patriots whatsoever. Uh, no, it's it's weird to see them almost look human because they had just been, I mean, like a well-oiled machine, obviously for mm-hmm. so long, and then when Brady leaves, you're like, we all knew he was really good and important. But I don't think we knew much, and now we're seeing it. So it'll be interesting to see where they go in the future. Because yeah. Cam is a good QB, but I don't think he is that has, a that has perfect been an, fit there. It, it's not a perfect fit by any means, but it always has been a, a, a very serious discussion um, about what what the breakdown of success was in New England. Was it so much... Was it Brady being a great quarterback? Was it uh, Belichick being a great coach? Was it their combination? And if one left, which one would be successful going forward? I mean, I think that Brady landed himself in a pretty good position down there in Tampa. One, because he entered a garbage division. So he went from one garbage division to another. But still, you know, it's a soft landing place. Easy. It's a competitive division. It is competitive. It can be competitively <laughs> bad, but it is competitive. But it's – and uh, I don't know if you saw, Antonio Brown has agreed a one-year deal to go there. The, the, the Bucks, The Buccaneers, yeah. Oh, I did not see that. So that'll be – Yeah. you know, let's see how many weeks he stays there, much right. like his Raiders stay. Let's see if, he can, if they can get him the right illegal helmet – uh, so that he can play. And what's so funny about that 
is that they even compromised with him. The mm -hmm. NFL compromised and said, you can wear the same helmet. It just has to be pass an, an inspection. And it had to only be like two years newer than the one he used. Mm -hmm. So the exact same helmet, just with a few more pads. He's like, no. And then he frostbit his feet off. Oh, yeah. Those are gross looking. You saw those? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but don't. What was it? He. What did he do? He like. He went in the cryo chamber or whatever without socks or whatever those socks are they make you wear. He just yeah. went in barefoot. Boy, yeah. That's so he got just... frostbite. You know, that's just not a good, not a good look. It's not a good look, you know, when you accidentally seriously injure yourself. Well, not seriously injure, but, you know, maim yourself in a way that's detrimental to your career. And he was like, oh, I, they hurt when I run. I was like, yeah, I, I feel like that would hurt. I feel like it would. That's an understandable complaint. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'd be running if that happened to me. I'd probably just be in bed for several weeks. And let my skin regrow. Well, at one point they were like, oh, well, it better not get infected or he might have to amputate it. And he was like, oh, it's, a, it's not bad. And then you see a picture and you go, I don't know. That looks pretty bad. <laughs> I'm no expert, but, but I, I'm expert enough to know what bad looks like. Yeah. And, you know, you got to call an apple an apple. If it's bad, it's bad. Uh, exactly. You know, call it how you see it, my friend. And you know how I see it. I see it that the other football that people watch, NCAA, college football, has now really gotten back in full gear. Big Ten, first weekend going on right now. And, it, you know, it's holding true. You know, the big dogs are winning and the little teams in the Big Ten are getting smoked by the big dogs. Hence, Nebraska, Ohio State. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw that quarterback from Wisconsin only had one incompletion yesterday. Really? That is. Yeah. That's... He went 22 for 23 with five touchdowns. Wow. 47, to, uh, I'm sorry, 45 to 7 for Wisconsin, a victory over the Illinois Illini, one of the. Uh... Hey, 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 whoa. Fighting Illini. Is it fighting Illini? I've it is the fighting that. Illini. Never heard that it was the Fighting Illini. That's, this is my division that I'm supposed to know about. You know enough. That's all you enough. need to know. That's right. Yeah. You see. know that <laughs> most teams in the Big Ten are named after their states. That's uh, all you need to know. In some way, shape, or form. Except um, Purdue. Purdue then. Anyway. Yeah, cause and it, Northwestern. Because Indiana beat them there. Um, yeah. Mr. Mertz for, for Wisconsin, 20 of 21. 248 yards, five touchdowns. He averaged almost 12 yards of completion. That seems good. That seems all right. Uh, I have, you know, you can even call this a little, not a rant, but I have some pato beef. Pato beef. Oh my goodness. Well, I've yeah, got a pato beef with as well, but it's 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 not related to football. I have pato with SEC officials. SEC officials. officials. Uh huh. So, Ole Miss and Auburn ended right before this pod. Mm -hmm. Auburn won by seven. Mm -hmm. However, Ole Miss takes a one point lead late in the fourth. And on the kickoff, Ole Miss squibs it. The Auburn player's pinky clearly touches the ball 
bends his finger back noticeably. Ball rolls into the end zone. Ole Miss recovers it. Should be a touchdown Ole Miss on a kickoff. However, the SEC said there's no evidence of it that it didn't hit that it hit his finger. Even the commentators are like, it clearly hits him and is should be a touchdown Ole Miss. Well, on that drive, Auburn scores the winning touchdown. And we lose. 35-28. I am livid. I'm livid at these stupid officials for not even taking like a real look at it. They said, yeah, we looked at it really quickly. It's fine. I was like, you looked at it in three seconds because Auburn got on the field real quick to snap that ball. And so, SEC officials, you are officially put in the pot, and it's now a pot of beef. Mm. I, I mm-hmm. am livid. Boiling away that pot of beef. Well, my pot of beef is is uh, much less interesting. Um, we may or may not get to this later in the pod, but but we were going to do first first impressions of of Crown Tundra, the expansion for Sword and Shield. My pot of beef with that is the catch rate on uh, Beldums. I <laughs> there Beldums are available. Spoiler alert: Beldums are available what? in the expansion pet pack and and I, I i i ran into one and i tried to catch it i had like all level 100s in my team so i can't actually hit it with anything but humble it was, brag it was sleeting uh where we were so it was getting damaged this dumb beldum broke out of the pokeball so many times it was murdered by hail and then it's, i ran into another one really didn't want to be on your team it really hated me and I, you know, I, I, I really was trying to catch it. I was throwing ultra balls every time. I spent about twenty ultra balls on the thing. It got murdered by hail. Ran into another one. Same thing. More infuriatingly, I run into a metang in the wild. Catch it Whoa. on the second ultra ball. No damage. I, I did have some damage <laughs> done to it, but still, second ultra ball. I catch the metang. Run into a metagross in the wild. Whoa. Catch it on the second ultra ball. Run into a third Beldum. This thing gets down to the red. Finally catch it on my, I believe it was, 23rd Ultra Ball. I don't, I don't understand, and it made me very angry. I'm glad that I've caught a Beldum, because now I don't have to try to catch another one. That's my pot of beef, and it's hot off the broiler. I can tell that really bothered you, because when Xander is like... Giving exact numbers, people. That's when you know it, it really bothered him. I mean, we're it, was talking, like it was my twenty third. We're talking like I spent almost forty thousand dollars on ultra balls to catch one beldum, and I I spent uh, so much pokey less dollars. Pokey dollars. Yeah, it's the the conversion <laughs> rate. Basically, they're a hundred dollars in Pokemon World is about a dollar in our world is how it breaks down uh, in the United States, I should say, because it, it's kind of modeled off of the, the Japanese yen, which is essentially the same thing. They don't have decimal points, whatever. No one cares about that. Uh, we'll move on from my... Hey, Japanese people care about how their currency works. You know, so. I'll give you that, but I don't think there are many Japanese listeners to meet me in the middle. Hashtag, you never know. We could be like a big underground hit over there. Hashtag... Uh, Tokyo listener. There we go. 
That's so great. There you go. There you so go. Great. That's a great hashtag. Well, I think that that pot of beef was actually a very good transition into our video game section. We are we, we've got a little, well, our, we'll go we'll say our review section um, because Hunter has been has been champing at the bit since we have come yeah. back to give his opinion on the Avengers video game. Uh, I know it's been it's been long awaited. Much Never anticipated. Requested. Much Review. anticipated. Review. Much anticipated. We'll just say it was. By me, just to tell. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just jump in. I'll jump in. Jump in. Basically, it, it is... I mean, it's been one of the most hyped games of the last few years, I would say. It for Like, in that superhero game realm because you know the success of the spider-man ps4 game Mm -hmm. people were like oh like what if we had this but with avengers that'd be sick and then square enix was like ego boom avengers coming out well then the first impressions came out from like reviewers well well, before we get into that i want want to talk about the the first release when they actually debuted the 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 footage at e3 or wherever they debuted it and everybody freaked out that it wasn't robert downey jr in the game and it wasn't chris evans and like guys if you think about it for two seconds there's no way they're gonna pay those people to be in the games that's it's so much extra money that is totally unnecessary right yeah you know, that's. I guess I can talk about character design first. It, none of them bothered me. Like, no. the designs, I mean, they look re- like true to what they would be in the comics, you know, or mm-hmm. even in a movie that doesn't star multi million dollar actors. Right. Um, I didn't go in, you know, even when they first kind of teased that there'd be an Avengers game, I wasn't going, oh, they're totally going to have the, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe cast. It's like, no. I mean, you're right. It's already an expensive undertaking to Mm -hmm. make a game with that big of a license. And then you'd have to pay probably hundreds of millions of dollars just to have their voices and their likeness. And that was never going to happen. But overall, I mean, there isn't a character in the game that so far that I look at and go, oh, they're way off with that one. Like they were all good. I actually, I went in. I have never been like a Miss Marvel fan, mm-hmm. um, but she's kind of the main, you know, protagonist in this mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, after a while, you you're every launch day character. Like you get to be Hulk, Thor. Black Widow, Iron Man, Captain America, and Miss Marvel. But it really kind of follows Miss Marvel um, kind of becoming an Avenger. Um, and at first I was like, ugh, I don't want to be Miss Marvel. Like, yeah, I get it. She can, like, you know, contort her body and, like, become big, all of that stuff. But I ended up enjoying her character because I thought the actress who played her, which I don't know the name, I thought she did a great job of, you know, capturing the, she grew up as like an Avengers fan. 
mm-hmm. you know, and and this big nerd about Avengers stuff. And it, and she played that part so well of like not really playing it cool around like the event the re not the real Avengers, but like the original Avengers. Where you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, like she's like, uh you're you're Bruce Banner, like and and she did a good job of making that character feel uh likable. And I think that was you know, that's hard to do sometimes. Um, especially in the game, like I don't enjoy playing as personally, I don't enjoy playing as uh Black Widow. Cause I think they're just kinda like, here she is. Boom. Black Widow. And you're like and, and really, Black cool. Widow has always felt a little bit overmatched on the Avengers because she is just like a little bit of a super spy is, is basically what her superpower is. She was like trained by Russia and uh, <laughs> and sterilized during her backstory, which is so much fun. Um, Sandra Sad or Saad that, uh, plays yeah. Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel. Yeah, she she is very good in this. Um, I felt like they did a good job giving a lot of variety to like the attacks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they all have relatively the same base things where it's like you know you beat people up with this button. You this is a ranged attack. Um, but I felt like they really did a good job of each character feeling unique, mm-hmm. which is, you know, hard to do. Like when you play as Iron Man, you feel like you're flying around and dodging and, you know, doing his repulsor blasts. Like you felt like Iron Man. When you were Captain America, you were throwing his shield and beating people up with a shield. Thor can fly because of Molnir and uh, Hulk, you know, just, I mean, you're just manhandling people. Like you're picking, you can literally pick up another guy and beat other guys with him. And like it felt unique, each character. Mm-hmm. So I think they really nailed that part. Um, and the story, the campaign story is, it, it's a good one to follow because it feels like what it's supposed to, where you're reassembling the Avengers mm-hmm. so that in the end you are a completed Avengers team. Mm-hmm. Um, after, because the beginning is a day where the Avengers celebrate, and that's what the E three like gameplay footage was, mm-hmm. where you're like on the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, mm-hmm. basically running and stopping all these bad guys. Um, eh, but it, it the the part where the game cut, fails, and I think this is where a lot of people get upset. One, there are much microtransactions. Like, if you want higher-grade gear, you can buy it. Or you want a certain cosmetic skin for a character, you have to you have to buy it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the maps are, like... It's not just, like, an open world. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't just go and hang out in... You know, say you want to drop in New York and you just hang out there. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do that and, like, fly around. Um you're kind of dropped into each place. Like there's several, I think there's five or six locations on the map. You can like drop in and do missions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I mean, they're not small, but they feel repetitive mm-hmm. after a while. Like there's, it, 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 it is not feel like a lived in world mm-hmm. whatsoever. It, it just feels like, Hey, drop in, beat up all these enemies and boom, you, you beat the mission. Like a lot of the time, like there are several story missions that are better. Like a lot of the early on Kamala Khan missions are, they, they feel like an adventure game. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to sneak past these aim robots and all this. And that, that felt fun, but it's like for the most part, it's just basically drop in and let me beat up oh, 300 enemies in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then boom, you did it. Um, and I think that's where my real criticism comes into the game of, I think they missed the point of what made the Spider-Man game so much fun Mm -hmm. is that it felt like a lived in world. You could, you didn't have to just go mission to mission. You could fly around, you know, swing around New York, hang out. I mean, there were even landmarks that you had to take pictures with, mm-hmm. you know, in Spider-Man. And it's like, you had to collect backpacks. Like they, they made even those, you know, most games like, uh, this task is so annoying. The Spider-Man game nailed it. Or it was like, you wanted to find them because they might have an extra skin. If you mm-hmm. found enough of them, you could get another skin in the game. And th- in this game, it's like, there's not really much of that. I mean, there's different outposts you can go to mm-hmm. to buy things with like your in-game currency that you like earn. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those are just small places you can only walk around in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me, it's it has a lot of potential. If because there's a lot of updates they said they're bringing post-launch however we haven't really seen anything yet apart from one which was just a different type of mission um i know they're adding a ton of characters over the next year Hmm. Uh, and like when they add characters they're adding their story too so that you can play in but it's like I i think if they would just make you know, it doesn't even have to be as big as the Spider-Man map, but just an open right, world right. idea of why can't I fly around or go visit the Avengers Tower and see Tony Stark's workshop, you know, just to see it. You know, why can't I, you know, see S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters or something when it's rebuilt? You know, I, I know there's like S.H.I.E.L.D. bunkers, but it's like, it's not very big. They're really only there for you to walk around and spend in-game currency and then mm. pick a mission at the war table. Um, so I think gameplay-wise, I think it is probably an 8 out of 10. However, like the, the actual content mm-hmm. and the execution of what people really wanted is probably closer to a 5 so, you know, six and a half is probably my rating, you know, maybe, maybe close to a seven, but it, it just feels like they missed the point of what it people wanted. Right. 
um, because it, it does look visually good when you play. Like, mm-hmm. everything feels unique. All the characters feel like you are that character. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it isn't what people have been clamoring for, which is like an open world, you know, almost like a, a Lego Marvel game, mm-hmm. you know, where you can almost be in somewhat of an open world and explore. Mm-hmm. But in this one, there really isn't much to explore. So, you know, six and a half out of 10, I think for me, it's one of those things I think I've said to you, maybe even on a pod, it's a game I don't regret purchasing, mm-hmm. but it's not something that just stays in my daily rotation like if right. I play at night. It's not something you're like clamoring I'm, to go back for. Like you'll check it out when there's an update or something, but Right. It it's not something that just calls me in every time well, I come to my PS4. Yeah. You said it yourself that that the gameplay became repetitive. So I mean mm-hmm. if there's not if there's not nuance to the to the gameplay, then that's how they get dry very quickly. If there's not if there's not explorability and discoverability then like why why need to grind and then if the gameplay is not remarkable in the sense that it's repetitive you know it it is not worth coming back to right and i think like i said i i hate to keep comparing it to the spider-man game but i love that spider-man game Mm -hmm. like if i get really bored sometimes i'll pop it in and play it because Mm -hmm. it's there is replayability to it because not every situation you're in is a action packed fight sequence. Right. You know, you can swing around the city, go to a building you've never seen. Um, well, and, and you know, one of the things that has come so far in, in games in general is the, is the, uh, the random events that, that can be programmed into a game to kind of be almost be procedurally generated and, and, you know, random little missions that you can do, like you, like in, you know, all sorts of different games, uh, that that we've come out that's come out recently. Spider Man has has those random events that you can interact with when you don't have that, and that's kind of in a superhero game. That's kind of what you're looking for. The I guess the argument that could be made here is that since it is an Avengers game, the Avengers are not called in for the little things. So I think that that will be where game logically you could you could see some some pushback against. The idea of being able to go out into just a city, and and help you know a granny cross the street essentially, is that you don't call in the Avengers to help your grandma across the street. You call in Spider Man, who's who is New York. Like Spider Man is part of New York. That's kind of in his character, just like how Daredevil is in Hell's Kitchen. Like that is his territory that he patrols, and uh, and you know Batman Gotham City. He doesn't really go outside of there. Some other characters are more broad, broad ranged, like the Avengers, Superman. They go outside of their territory. They don't really have they have home bases, but not exactly a a territory that they patrol for the little things because they're the heavy hitters, the big guns. You don't call together a interdimensional beings to to stop a carjacking. Is right, good- and I mean it's not even that part for me. It's like even in the Spider-Man game, there were like little things. Like if you wanted to progress, you had to do a lot of the Doc Ock, 
you know, when you're helping him out in his mm-hmm. lab, you had to do little things like where you had to match up these, you know, sequences and mm-hmm. you had to connect these circuits and all of that stuff. You know, I think that would have been a decent idea. Like if you want to upgrade a suit, you know, you find these materials and you have to not literally put it together, but, you know, maybe connect these circuits or match these, uh, you know, things on to, to make the suit or make the weapon work. Um, but they just, there's really, and there's no nuance to like the right. suits. And, and that, that might be where I, I, I should restate the point. I think, I think there is inherent, an inherent flaw in the idea of an Avengers game where since it is an Avengers game and not a Ms. Marvel game, an Iron Man game, you you can, as a game creator, you can kind of ignore specificity in the sake of the overall game being about a group of characters rather than a single character. So, you know, and that may be, that may be part of what their game plan is, that they're just going to just pack in more and more characters and have... Their story, it's not a deep story necessarily, but it is is—it is a story of their own and have them contribute to the idea of the Avengers rather than having a, a fully realized game for any individual character within it. Yeah, and I, I think it almost felt like more of a money grab than a let's make a real good Avengers game. Yeah. Um, which brings down my, my rating, like I said, mm-hmm. but it's... I don't know. It, it's so hard to to pick it out because I it it's one of those weird things in your head where you go, I know it's over. I probably won't play a lot until another DLC comes, but I don't regret spending the money on it. Right. If it goes on sale for anybody, I I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think on sale it is a game worth purchasing, um, or even borrowing from someone else you know, to play, but it's not, it's not something I would line up for. Right. Um, right. If it was, you're not going to be pre downloading like Avengers. Yeah, no, not at all. So, I mean, that's my Avengers review people. It was fantastic. You know, very, very informative. Very good. S- send him your, your, uh, your, hate mail at uh what is it at nope hunter york 23 uh I believe that's your yeah handle. Go, yeah go ahead and send it to that one so that oh, i know that's the wrong it. one what's your stinking yeah may, maybe just 33 no. 33 maybe hunter maybe york, don't give out my uh you know info they'd be able to pull it up <laughs> They can find uh, find uh, they can find us at, at at meet me underscore middle and then see that Hunter York follows us. So I think mine's at Xander Fadley. It's pretty easy to figure out. But let's move on from one slight disappointment to probably a larger one. Uh, the follow up season of Haunting at Boop House, uh, originally Haunting of Hill House, now Haunting of Bly House. No, Bly Manor. Bly. Right. Oh, is it Haunting of Bly Manor? It is. Well, I know it is Bly Manor. I thought the, the Netflix title was still Haunting of Bly House. No, it's Haunting of Bly Manor. Well, Haunting of Bly Manor, nonetheless. Um, Hunter just finished it up this week. I, I had finished it prior. Um, so, first off, first things first. 
better or worse than last season, the, the, the Haunting of Hill House, in your opinion? Wow, right off the bat. We'll is just, it better we'll, than the original? We'll, we'll, is it a worthy successor? How about that? Uh, I think it's a worthy successor. I don't know if I would say really? it's better than the first one. Because I would definitively say no. I did not like Haunting of Blind Man. You didn't like it at all? No. I thought it was droll and boring. <laughs> I, did I, didn't, like I didn't hate it. It wasn't like my favorite show ever, but it, I did not hate it at any point. I didn't think it was horrible. I did think there was a lot of moments it was it was boring, but I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt because a lot of those boring moments actually had some pretty good information in them about what's going on. Whoa, whoa. shush. Oh, boy. I, that was Copyright music. the preview for Haunting of Bly Manor. But it, I I thought it was all right. I mean, I didn't think it was boring or as you would say, troll. Um. So so my big issue with this season, um, was that I felt that there were. I just thought it was really boring. I I, I thought that the the uh, the integration of ghosts was not successful at all. First of all, there were, there were not many ghosts present in the g- ghosts in the sense of of the haunting portion. Because um, we're this, uh, spoiler warning. We're going to be talking about this. This is a review. We're going to be reviewing it. It's not a spoiler free warning. Uh, spoiler free review. So, if you're anticipating watching it, keep click, listening. Click off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what you're supposed to say. Not keep listening, and and you can watch it anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you can skip ahead a little ways. Uh, I'll put in a timestamp here for when you can come back. Skip ahead to one hour, 27 minutes, and 44 seconds to avoid spoilers for Haunting of Bly Manor. Okay. There, so, there you go. There we go. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I thought that it was... Specifically, there there was the episode of the flashback with the the uh, the originators of the haunting. I would say that was very poorly done. I thought that was very boring. That Which entire one? the black one and white two. episode, the black and white episode, the background okay. episodes of some of the other characters. I think were a varying success. Um, the the best episode, in my opinion was the background of the housekeeper. I thought that that was a, a pretty good episode um, where we're going through her and she is discovering that she is indeed a ghost, that she is indeed dead and now a ghost. I thought that was a good episode. Other than that, I would not watch this season at all. I, I didn't think it was that interesting. I didn't think that the character of uh, uh, the, the au pair was very intriguing. Um, and the, the thing that really sealed it for me was the line in the last episode where, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the wife who's about to, they're about to get married. The, 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 the idea of the story, the framing of the story is that it is a, a ghost story told after a rehearsal dinner before someone gets married. Very Mm -hmm. 
I, I'm, and I think that that scenario is probably lifted straight out of the uh, original, the, 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 the source material for this season, uh, Turning of the Screw. It seems very uh, novel-esque where you have someone telling a story inside of a story. Um, when they come back and, and the, the, the wife says, or the one who's about to get married, is, says, I don't think that was a ghost story. I think it was a love story. I, I, I threw up in my mouth. I thought that was the dumbest line. And I did not think that they earned it with their story. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that. I, I think they really, to me, it almost came across that like halfway through the season that the director almost changed because mm-hmm. the complete tone of the story changes just like halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I thought what made Haunting of Hill House so good is that the story really stayed course like you knew mm-hmm. it was going to happen well not new but like it led to this ending it it was this it, one it just kind of went built, like it definitely built the haunting of hill house it built towards something um yeah I, I felt this one built up to something completely different and then they just it was almost like which they didn't but it almost felt like they just had a new director out of mm-hmm. nowhere because it just changed course like the 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 fact that the the things that were weird to me is in some of the cases the ghosts just went right through things mm-hmm. and like couldn't interact with certain things. Then the first few episodes, the the maid is like picking things up and helping around the house, like interacting with people. Yeah, the ghost rules were a little bit uh, suspect. I. I in the first episode I called out that the black lady was a ghost because like oh she's not eating anything, and hopes like well she's drinking something yeah. like I don't know but she she's not eating with them which is suspect already, um, and I, I I thought that she was a ghost I also thought that the the gardener may have been a ghost but she turned out just to have a rough childhood I guess, uh, and it's. I didn't think that the story earned its climax is really also what it boils down to it's just like she kind of got freaked out and then the 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 lady basically the climax could have happened at any point if anybody had been in the in the wrong place at the wrong time right it wasn't that the house even built to a climax it's just that climax happened when it did which just so happened to coincide with the, the 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 process of these people's lives it wasn't narratively part of the story it was just a, re- a recurring event that they just happened to get in the middle of this time. So that's that, that felt a little right. cheap for me. Uh, let me see. It, there was a lot of, like, things I wrote down. Uh, like, I had a note, like, first episode was, like, same thing. Housekeeper dead, question mark. Because I, I was like, clearly she's not right. Mm-hmm. She was also, I mean, I'm the same with your sister thinking like, yeah, I, she's not eating. She doesn't obviously go to bed because she kind of walks back to where there isn't a bed, right. like a they, bedroom. They never really establish where she lives. So 
And but like she wasn't eating, but she was drinking stuff. Yeah, she drank tea all the time, and they said that yeah. the tea was bad. So I'm not sure what the rules are there for the ghosts. And does is it because she doesn't know she's a ghost? Well, then, but doesn't that mean that the tea would just fall on the floor? Wouldn't that be suspect? Right. The other thing for me that I I was very weird by because they didn't really explain it maybe they did and i missed it Mm -hmm. but they talk about dream hopping but then never really explain how or why like they did that you know like because they explain like being tucked away obviously is Mm -hmm. when one person (laughs) takes over that person's you know mind and body when you're getting possessed yeah right but the dream hopping part i didn't really understand because it at one point these people don't know you know that they've been really taken over or that they're dead because they're just going through memories mm-hmm. but they don't really explain why or how they just kind of are like yeah it happens it just kind of happens and that like um peter the you know who the possesses no, no, the, the, no. He was the, he was this the is driver, like the, the business, yeah. the, the butler or whatever that was working for the uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, like he doesn't really explain how he's just suddenly mastered, you know, being tucked away and whatever. And he's like, cause miles, the kid, he's like, yeah, this is what we've trained for. And it's like trained for, and right. there's been nothing about that. Like, and, and, and what I what I don't understand is is why the ghosts didn't try harder to seem like the kids, you know? Because Peter went. It was very obvious when Peter had possessed the boy because he became super creepy. It was pretty obvious whenever whenever uh, his girlfriend possessed the girl uh, the the young child because she started saying "perfectly splendid" all the time. She had a little bit of cover. I'll grant her for that because uh, she had started saying that previously, uh, the little girl. But it was very obvious when – when uh, uh, and, and, you know, th- 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 that doesn't mean that it's not fair. Like, I mean, if it's – if you're a person in that story, if you're a character in that story, like, why is the kid acting weird all the time? But as viewers, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a shock when we found out that the kids had been getting possessed. Cause we're like, yeah, he turns into yeah, a like creep. We, we kind of knew. <laughs> so it's like, it, they were telegraphing a very obvious, uh, I guess, twist. The, the thing I was, cause like it talks about, uh, Viola, the, the, the doll face ghost, the lady mm-hmm. in the lake. Yes. Who walks, back to the house every single night. Yeah. And just looks in the bed. Right. Like she killed uh the uh, the plague doctor and the uh not minister. What there was, was a, he? The vicar, I think is what they called him. Yeah, the vicar. Yeah. But like where are they? Well, like, we saw cuz it says they're trapped. Yeah, we saw we saw the the plague mask guy one time during the show outside of like the very end and or the, in that yeah so outside from the very end or the the recap episode um the vicar i don't think we ever saw him in That's the what show I'm saying. like i they, like oh 
there was a there were more ghosts than like the doll faced boy, the lady in the red dress, and uh, the the swamp lady. Like, yeah. We got to the end. The lady in the lake. Uh, yeah, that that was another thing. It it the house itself didn't really feel that haunted. You know, they call it the haunting of Bly Manor, but the house didn't feel very haunted as they were going through it. The lady was creeped out by the kids, and she saw a uh, uh, Peter every now and then, but there was never the there was never really that much of an ominous feeling as a viewer. About the house. That was kind of what made Hill House so so successful. Is that the the house did have an ominous feel when you were watching things. There was a there was a tension when you were yeah. watching that, and there was any scene in the house either before or after because you knew something was going on. Uh, but in in Blind Manor, the there was there wasn't a lot of of tension in the house. There was a little bit of interpersonal tension, but it it, it wasn't. It wasn't a very compelling tension in the in the story itself, right? And, and I thought it was odd because it didn't seem like the kids wanted to be like actually possessed, and they didn't really seem to invite them in till much much later. But then that was the whole point. And then they were is that they had to invite them in. And then they were like, "Yeah, we're fine with never existing again." It very, it was very strange. And it, again, they didn't really build towards that being the climax either. That that these ghosts were going to take over these children forever. Um, right. And it's still unclear that they would have even gotten out of Bly Manor to begin with. Once once they did take over the children, you know they. They thought they would, but we don't know yeah. that for sure. And, you know, I, I don't know if that goes towards or against it, but it could just, it, it may be nothing in the end. Um, well, the, the other interesting thing, and it, this was in the last episode, of that didn't make any sense to me is that apparently all, like, the au pair, I always forget her name, the one that, I mean, she's the main character. Yeah. Um, one, I hated her act acting. It was super annoying. She that she, she definitely would, made a choice to be a very eighties blonde. A very eighties blonde, and to just be like unbelievably emotionally unstable. Mm -hmm. And that she was like, I didn't get. She was holding on to all of this guilt about. Her fiance dying, Danielle. But it was like, yeah, Danielle. But like her fiance dying by getting out of the car and getting hit by a truck. Mm -hmm. She was like, it's because it kind of made it seem like in the first few episodes that she killed him, you know, because he was haunting her. And then it was just like, oh, well, I let him go because I, you know, poured this into the fire. Yeah, that 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 was another thing. I thought that the. That the bright-eyed boy, as we called him while we were watching, I watched it with my with my sister and her husband. Um, bright-eyed boy was 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 one of the more obvious and actually effective hauntings in the show, and then she just gets over it. Like 
almost immediately. So the question becomes, was she actually haunted or was she literally just having a mental breakdown? Was he actually a ghost or was he just, was she going no, crazy? She, I think she was absolutely having a mental breakdown. I think I th- because I, th- I thought the whole show, she was just crazy. Like those random moments where she'd just be like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Like to the gardener when they just randomly are in love. Uh huh. Like, like there was no build up to that really either, apart from like a wink. And then they just like fell in love. It's like, whoa, what? Like, yeah. It, the, and it, I thought that Gardner was going to be a ghost too because it was mm-hmm. like, and they never really specified like her. I know she's a gardener, but like when the kids picked uh, the uh, Danielle the flowers, yes, she, she was like down. livid yeah. that someone would touch them. And I'm like, okay, there's a point though of like, like are are those like where people are buried? Is that where you're buried? Like, right? It's but it was like nothing. It's like they put it in there for a reason, and then they forgot to bring it back up. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was thinking. It's like and like oh, there's like some dark. Like it was gonna lead to oh, the gardener's dead and she was killed by somebody and she's buried there. Right. And then no, nope, she just she just flipped out because they picked her. They weren't ready to be picked. And you're like, that's oddly specific. That must come back later. And then there was no payoff. Yeah, like I wrote that down. I was like, come, we're coming back to those flowers. Yeah. And it's like, nope. Nope. She Never mind. Has, she just has that three minute mo- long monologue about the moon flowers that were like. Okay, okay, you got it. Yeah, got it, got it. Cool, got it, got it. Come on, keep going. Come on, come back. The regular story. And you're like, okay, you can shift, shift off your ship off your monologue to the Emmys. You got it in. Good job. Let's get back to the story. Right. And so the, the very last episode, obviously, with the actual wedding, because I looked it up, because I, I thought that because uh, I even wrote down before I looked it up, I said, not sure why the storyteller is looking at those people in such a weird way and seeing them as, you know, the characters. Well, apparently those oh, are you, the characters. You didn't get that. Oh, okay. I, I got that. I didn't that. get it first. Well, I, but then it was like, those are them. The only thing I don't get is the the older actor who plays Owen, the chef. Mm-hmm. Looks totally different. Nothing Looks like totally him. different. Just nothing like him. Like, I thought that immediately. I was like, that's why I was confused with it because I thought, oh, she's just seeing Owen in that guy because I was like, that guy looks nothing like him. And it was like, Owen just kind of, Owen moved to France opened his own restaurant. They went and visited him 10 years later, Danielle and the uh, gardener. I think her name is Jamie. Jamie, yeah. yes. I wrote that down. Um, and it's like, that he just gives this like little thing, like just the littlest thing of, yeah, the uncle raised him and was like, well, the uncle slash father. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something because, something that you felt like, that I felt like could have been way better exploited, but it could have been way it could have been a much more meaningful thing in the show, 
that it's just like yeah the the uncle who hires Danny yeah he didn't go back there because he slept with his brother's wife and is definitely uh, the the girl's father yeah um but it was so like the like I um wait, let me see this cause yeah there we go um it was like when they were in that restaurant talking to Owen, the kids don't remember anything. Nothing. You know, they, they, they weren't, they don't remember a thing. Despite Miles was like eight years old or 10 years old. Like, he, yeah, he was 10. Cause I wrote down, he says in that scene that Flora at that point is 17 and Miles is 20. So it had been exactly 10 years. And it, remember anything at all and he was a 10 year old and that all that they remember is that and i have a quote is that bly was just their summer home and that's where they lived as kids that was that was one of the biggest things that made no sense about the last episode was that i cannot figure out i cannot figure out that timeline of what has happened since bly like was well, it's like thirty years have gone by since. Right, but, Black, but the like, kid is still. But they're still like seventeen and twenty. Like it, they said. In, no, in, no, no. That was only ten years after, and then the wedding is like another, like fifteen years. Right. So you're saying you're saying to me, but that means that that they didn't get. She didn't get married until she was like thirty-two, when she had a boyfriend at seventeen that they were pretty serious about. And she did not look thirty-two when she was getting married. She looked like she was twenty. Mid could have been a second husband. Could have been a second husband. So I. It occurs to me now that maybe what they, what what the idea was, is that the characters in the story are not actually them, but that's really a convoluted way to think about it because. The 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 gardener and Owen got much older. Jamie and Owen got much older after the events, but and and the uncle got a ton older yeah. after the events. But the kids didn't age that much. Like they were, you know, the, the, Jamie was what you know, maybe thirty during the haunting. She was not forty when she was telling that that story. She was like. 55, well, 60. They're, not, they're not saying it was that. I'm saying it was at least 20 years after. Right. And I'm saying 15 to 20 years. Either way, this timeline is confusing because either the, the kids did not age enough or the adults aged too much. And I cannot figure out if the characters in the story were like approximations of them. So the timelines don't have to match or, or what. And also, I thought that the, the, the epilogue of the ghost story where they, uh, Jamie and, and, uh, uh, uh Danielle travel around was way too long. <laughs> oh yeah. I have a note with that too, that there are two scenes in a row. I, I don't know if you saw it. The two scenes in a row that are like 10 the minutes same. in length that Danny sees, you know, Lake lady yeah. freaks out. Jamie gives her talk, how she or gives weird talk about how she's seeing her to Jamie 
Jamie talks her down, says how much she loves her. Repeat. Yeah, yeah, and they they give the the uh, the climax of the season less time than they do the epilogue about their relationship. Yeah, <laughs> and it, the other thing I don't understand either is that like when she goes, yeah. Well, the one person asked, well, if I, can I go see this place blind? She goes, well, I, I think if you went there, it'd be called by a different name or maybe not exist. It's like, what? Yeah. And then, you know, Danny, I mean, we're not even talked about that yet, that she becomes the lady in the lake, which I don't understand because she said the words uh, to, to Viola. Whatever they, I what can't was it? What it was there. it was silly. It was like uh, you you and me is us. What is what was what was the what was the phrase? It was something that had to do with us. Yeah, but it was like it's you, it's that, me, it's us. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. But she invites the lady of the lake in, and then like she's put away for a while, and then the lady. And the like apparently wants back out, but then Danny goes and just puts herself in the lake. Yeah, and just kills herself and the ghost. Yeah, like, it didn't make any sense, <laughs> and it didn't make any sense that like her being invited into Danny just randomly worked, worked, yeah, worked. and fixed everything, yeah. and everyone could just leave, and all the ghosts just disappear. Yeah. And that, and the dead dad gets to come back. The dead dad uncle, the dunkle, the unk dad, gets to come back. Yeah, to he life. he just got brought back to life from CPR. That, I mean, clearly he was he was magically murdered, completely. and somehow CPR brought him back to life. Right. Yeah. That that didn't make any sense to me, and it was like, um, let me see this. It was like, oh, I thought the, I mean, it was stupid, but Owen named his restaurant a batter place. Oh, yeah. I I totally missed that line, and I didn't miss anything in missing it. No, you didn't. You didn't miss it. Not at all. Um, I feel yeah, I feel the, the worst. Like I feel things. the worst for Owen because he seemed like a good dude, and his life got totally ruined because the lady he liked was already dead. Yeah, it. They got really close, and several he was times. super cynical and, during that rehearsal di- during dinner, which is sad. It was a sad thing for him. Feel bad for Owen. I also thought that the, um. I, I, maybe I am am not remembering it right, but I'm like ninety nine percent positive. Dan Danny shakes the maid's hand in the first episode, right after she had just died. And I don't understand how yeah. that happened. Yeah, she does. She yeah, because every time anybody else touches a ghost, they they go, they go in. Them. They either go through them or they go into them. Yeah, like and, that. So, so I. So yeah, what? The only caveat that I could think for that, and for everything else, is that since she didn't know she was dead, she could touch stuff. That doesn't make 
a good amount of sense, but it's the only sense I can make of it. Like I said... I also don't understand how she couldn't understand she was dead when she just got pushed into the well as the au pair pulls up. That, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's exactly what happened. She almost met her for real, but she was already dead by about 30 seconds. Um, yeah, it's a good question. It's a very good question. There's a lot of good questions that we've asked about how this whole thing worked out. Um, we don't have very many good answers. And I think... I, do you have any other big points that you want to hit about, about the series before we kind of wrap it up here? Um... I thought that it was strange that several people in the house knew that Peter was dead, like they witnessed it, and yet they still were like, "Oh, I hate him for running away." That's it's like, but but you know he's point. dead because you saw him die. Yeah, and but saw him stay there. And there was zero evidence that he left. Like yeah, that's, that's they a kept very saying good like how he was, uh, like oh he, he better not show his face back here because we'll we'll kill him if he does. It's like, but he's been dead, like two years, and been in that house. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Um, I think I, I do think that Peter had the best accent of the bunch. Uh, he had a very, very good, very good accent. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was, he was an interesting character because he was, he was. You wasted could tell on this, he had he, good yeah. qualities. He was wasted on this but, series, unfortunately. I, I feel like. Uh, well, yeah, because they made him seem to just be one or the other, you know, in each of the scenes that he was either this really caring guy about. Uh, mm -hmm. Rebecca, Je Miss, Miss, yeah, Miss, Miss Rebecca Jessel. Miss Jessel. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was. But a, it was. She was. She wasn't a character. She was just a foil for him. Miss Jessel. Yeah. Like I, I could not tell you what her defining characteristic was as a person, other than she was hired as an au pair. <laughs> That's right. She was an au pair that was hired. Peter found her attractive. Mm -hmm. They kind of had this will they won't they for like an episode, and then they did, and then it was like, oh Peter dies, and then he, he just is like oh we could be together forever, and he just takes her over and kills her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that yes, and, and oh, and his and his childhood trauma was that his dad apparently was. Well, let's just leave it as his dad was a very bad man, and and liked boys i guess that kind of gives away oh. the whole game doesn't it that's, I, I think that's that trauma. kind of explains exactly why he's a bad man uh, the other thing the last thing i really haven't hit on yet mm -hmm. is the the doll-faced boy mm -hmm. moves around the dolls at nighttime. Right. I don't know if you saw that yes i thought they were gonna have something where he and um, the little girl Flora were going to be, um, like controlling where the ghosts went because you know Flora was like, "Don't touch that! Don't move that!" You know that's where she's supposed to be. That's where this is supposed to be. But it was like, 
that just was nothing. They never really explain why the boy goes in there at night and plays with the dollhouse yeah, and moves the ghost. Like I said, there, there, there's a lot of good opportunity. There's a lot. There's a good skeleton here for for a good series. It just they didn't put the right meat on the bones. End up tasting bad. And I, I just thought to the whole flashback to the Viola and her sister thing. It's boring. It well, it was not only boring. It was like it just feels like they, you know, ran out of ideas how to make it haunted. Mm-hmm. So they just went back to the past and were like, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, she was mad and didn't want to die, so she just stayed there. Right. And I think that was one thing that I was going to talk about as well uh, about that episode is that they they said it was the plague and they had doctors in plague masks, but it was only said to be like two hundred and fifty years ago at most. Right, like that was 250 years ago is when those events occurred. So those guys were wearing plague masks in like the 17 in like the 18 uh, no what was it? it was like the 80s right. So in like the 1730s they were wearing plague masks in the house. <laughs> it, it felt like a very poor modernization of the original story. Like it felt it, what it felt like here. Not reading the original story is that that was the same backstory of what it was happening at the house. But it was the actual bubonic plague back then. They just right. updated and said, yeah, it's the plague. You know, the plague in 1730. Yeah, that plague. Like, what What plague are you talking about? What, what did you call the plague then? Like, she had, she had, uh, um, she obviously had, uh, uh, what was, what's the lung disease that everybody had? That everybody died uh, of? Coughed up blood? Consumption? Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. That's exactly right. Good job. Uh. Yeah, she had tuberculosis. I played Red Dead too. I know what tuberculosis play, that's right. is. That's right. I have not played Red Dead too. So, uh, or all of it. I, I've forgotten that he dies of tuberculosis. Like, apparently, eighty percent of other characters from that time period. Uh, well, yeah. it, I just thought it was. I I I agree with you completely. I didn't think it was horrible. Oh, I. One one thing I didn't understand when she lit candles, the maid, because yeah, the that, number changed every an, time. Another thing, another thing that, you know, I I need to look at it again. I'm not going to because I don't feel like ever watching it again. But I feel like it probably changed with the amount of ghosts that were. No, there were way more ghosts though. I guess it was which one of the well, characters she started was dead? with like four candles lit, and then at one point it's just one. That may, I guess that was a flashback episode. I don't know. No, that was present. That was when uh, Owen's mom died, which Maybe. was in the present. Was he just lighting? Was she lighting one for her? I, I guess. I Maybe. thought they missed a big opportunity to make that little church thing haunted. Yeah, it. Her I thought bo- that Viola's cool. body is in there. Yeah, like I, I thought that would have been a it lot looks cooler creepy enough. if they would have. Like I kept waiting for like a jump scare. Like we've said so many times, they had they had all the ingredients in the pot. They just didn't mix it up right. They didn't bake it at the right temperature. It came out all soft and goopy. And I thought they could have done a lot better job of like explaining, like Blythe the town, because they kept saying like, oh, like people in town. You know, don't like this or whatever. Mm-hmm. People in town, 
they talked about the people in town a lot, but they never showed us we were always the people a, in town. We are we were always either in Bly or at the uncle's office, the dunkle's office. Uh or at school. We were at school. I didn't like understand why his episode. office was haunted though. By uh, him. Uh he was having a mental breakdown as well, I think. I don't think he was actually haunted by anything. So he was never in act- any actual danger until he got murder, mur- magic murdered by the ghost. Uh, they tried to make like the actual the dad of uh, the son seem like really like oh is it this horrible what happened to him? You know that his his brother you know slept with his life. I'm like yeah it's sad but like they didn't really do a good job of making the dad a sympathetic character. They just kind of made it seem like the dad just left the family in Bly all summer. He did, yeah. He worked all the time. And then they never told us how they got murdered. My guess is that they never – or how they got killed in India. My guess is that they don't say how it, it was in the book either. Um, so they're like, oh, it's like the same as the book. But, you know, novels are different than television. That was a real tease that we got to hear his side of the phone call but never actually hear – how they got eaten by a tiger off of a boat in a river tour of India. That's well, how- it was like the the British consulate called him or whatever. Uh, no, like- yeah, it, it, made, it, made, it made sense for the time in which the book was written. Was I think it was – when did Turning of the Screw come out? Like it, it didn't make any sense to me that it was like he got a direct call from from them – and was just like, hey, uh, yeah, there was an accident. They're dead. Turn of the Screw was written in 1898. So oh, my that, word. So at that point in time, it was still a British colony. That's why it makes sense that they went to India for like a cruise and the person would have been called directly from the consulate. I don't know how. He probably actually would have gotten a letter from the consulate rather than a phone call because it was 1898 when this book was written. Um, I also don't think uh, in that time period – the father would have stayed with the wife because, I mean, that was really frowned upon then. Well, it was his brother, so I don't know if that changes anything. I don't know why that would change anything. Uh, but, uh, you know, he had to save face. So he was an important br- uh, businessman, so he had to save face is, is how I would guess. Um, yeah, so 1898, that makes – if. if it was a little bit later than I thought it was, but still, I, I it, it doesn't make sense. They could have changed that little bit just to make a little bit more sense than, you know, they went to India and the British consulate called them. I mean, you have British consulates all over the place. You have a U.S. consulate in in every most countries. Uh, I don't think it doesn't make sense, but it, it, they didn't update that portion at all. That, that they went to yeah. India and got killed. And it, it was one of those things where it kind of stuck out as a weird thing that happened. Yeah, I, I felt like, you know, even more talking about it with you, I'm like, I did enjoy some parts of it, but now I'm like, there's a reason I took so many notes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just mainly because I was just horribly confused about what actually happened and and there were just so many inconsistencies that's why i have so many notes that like like 
This you know, like the gardener somehow doesn't beat, you know, doesn't even get close to beating Danny back to England. Um, from Vermont, apparently, mm-hmm. where they had a flower shop. Um, and apparently she was begging for Danny to kill her when she was in the lake, and Danny refused. She wouldn't kill anybody else. It's like, okay. Cool. Cool story, bro. Like, it, it, they tried to make it seem like it was this, like, one, I didn't feel like Danny actually loved the gardener. I feel like the gardener loved Danny, and Danny just didn't want to break another person's heart. Like, the way they kind of acted, like, she never seemed in love with her. She just kind of seemed like she was trying she to had someone next. Yeah. And, like, they, they didn't ever really explain or even say she was, like, a lesbian. Well, one of the person who was adjusting her wedding gown was awfully handsy for doing the wedding gown of a girl who was about to marry a guy. That was the first hint. And then you're right, like, but oh, like, okay, I see how this is going. I bet that storyline wasn't in the original book. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it just kind of felt like out of left field that she was just like, because like the first few episodes, it's like, oh, whatever. And then it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, she's a lesbian and doesn't want to marry this guy who she's dated forever. Yeah. It's like, come on. This is the worst thing. Like, it really was. It, like, it makes her really an unsympathetic character. So you're like, oh, I hated end, her after at that. At the end, you're like, well, I mean, like, okay, fine, cool. She got she got possessed by the ghost. That's super neat. I do not care. I hated her after that scene because, I mean, the guy was like, why wouldn't you tell me this so long ago? Not when we're getting married tomorrow. Right. Like, it's, like, it's fine. She called off. You could have told me. Just, just told day. me at any point. Right. And then she was like mad that he was upset. Like she she was upset that he was upset. And I was like, what did you expect him to do? Be like, you're right. Great point. It's like he was upset because you had dated him. Basically, they implied since they were kids, mm-hmm. you know, or at least you know, been together since they were kids. And then it was just like, oh yeah, you know, I don't love you. I don't know what I want. Well, it, it's I, like, I would have said he dodged a bullet, but he couldn't dodge a van. So it didn't really matter. I yeah. Need, I need to get a yeah, but there, there, There's my joke mm-hmm. for today. That was the one joke. You don't get any more listeners. I don't get any more. All right. Well, I, I, do you want to end it with a with a with a rating or just like a recommend not recommend? Because I feel like I know where we're both uh, in this one. I think we could do both. All right. Well, I will rate this. Boy, let's see. As 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 a as a total, because I always do mine out of a hundred. Um. Uh. Let's see. Somebody just opened that was, my door. That was, that was subtle, man. That was cool. Somebody walked in. You guys can't see this, but somebody walked in to the room Sam was recording in and just gives a go away. 
little little hand gesture, and they went away. <laughs> uh, boy, I'm trying to decide how mean I want to be. I'm saying I'm going to say 38. percent I did not like this at Whoa. all. I felt it was a waste of time. Obviously, I would not recommend it. The the haunting. I think we talked about haunting of of Hill House in the last episode, and I gave it like an 80 something. I stand by that. It's a very good episode, aside from like the last. Aside from the, the the actual last episode, it's a good series. Aside from that, um, this one it was not good. I did not like this. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume the rating is also gonna be a not recommend. Yeah, yes, I would not recommend it. <laughs> thirty eight, maybe forty three, depending on if you catch me on a good day. But I'm I'm more like thirty eight percent. I thought this was not good. You know what? I'll give it 43 just for Peter. I thought his accent was very good and he was good at acting. I'll bump it up there, to 43. That's very, very nice of you. And um, Owen. For Peter and Owen, I'll give it a 43. You know, that that, oh, that really actually makes me think too because I really enjoyed Owen. I thought Owen as a character was awesome. I thought he was extremely likable. I thought they completely underused him because he was just a sweetheart. Like, yeah, he was a great guy. I mean, it was, I mean, he literally moved to buy because it was close to where his mom, sick mother was. And then like, he kind of fell in love with the job and then it was like, Oh yeah. He, uh, um, he he's just you know not really important to the actual story anymore. It's like he was like the best part of a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Peter was underutilized. I thought they could have even made him one of the main characters, and it would have been a better story. Um, fifty. You know I'm not gonna go your rating. I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. Five out of ten. I think that the the big issue is that Haunting of Hill House was so good mm-hmm. up until that the last episode, like you mentioned. But overall, as a series, it was so good, and this one was so like, ugh. it doesn't feel like it belongs in the same Haunting of series. Um, when I think I think we talked about this earlier, but this is not this is from the producers of Haunting of Hill House, so you know it's a different different team aside from that. Well, uh, technically, it's a it's a sequel. Technically, right? It it's but, technically because the same people are putting up the money, so they get to keep the name. Uh, but it wasn't like the same the same group doing both of them uh, production not production wise, but like actual filming wise. So that could be where it was. That's why they kept most of the same actor. Well, some of the same actors, not most. No, I would say most of the same. They actors. kept most of the same actors because even even the uh, the the uh, the I sister. I mean, the uncle was in the first one too. Yeah, the sister, the sister from the first one, uh, who always had to wear the gloves because of her touching thing, uh, was in this one. She showed up as Viola at the very end. They kept the mom and uh, the twins and dad why don't why, that's boring why am i going over that they kept a lot of the same actors there you go and picked up some good ones owen like i said owen was very good uh the 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 
the acting I, I I told I was telling my sister the acting in this was very good, but they were not given much to act with. Right. I mean, it it almost felt like they were like, "Hey, uh, we've got one week on this the the manor's ground. Let's go." And it's like, and here here's some script. They didn't even show that much of the house, though. You know. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, they had like. Oh, they had the to kitchen. film there. They had the kitchen. They only went in the basement like twice. The creepiest place in the house. They only went there like twice. The basement, <clears throat> the kitchen, the attic, the main staircase. Well, the there were also tons of rooms they just walked by. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, you know, that whole wing, they only went into the master bedroom. Right. They didn't go anywhere else in that wing. It's like. I feel like had they just told a good story, it would have been a lot better because, like, the location was pretty creepy. You know, okay. the house was big and creepy. Okay, I just I just realized something, okay? I just realized something. Oh, boy. So the parents' wing that they're not allowed in anymore, that is the wing that the Lady of the Lake goes to every night. You're telling me that those parents never came into contact with the Lady of the Lake? Oh, I guess that's true. That is weird. They could have nobody murdered. saw they her. But she like had been there time. for a long time. Yeah. I guess it was their summer house, so it wasn't there that often. I guess. Yeah, uh, that was, and it didn't make sense to me that. Wait, that doesn't make any. I just realized something too, that doesn't make any sense with the story. So the entire point. Of the uh, Viola, was it Viola? Yeah, Viola, where the Lady of the Lake. Mm-hmm. Oh, her uh, accent. Her accent was very bad. Yes, it was. But the entire point of her thing was she would wake, she would walk, she would sleep, she would forget. Having forgotten, she would wake, she would walk. You know, in that uh-huh. order. But Danny didn't forget when she was the lady of the lake that she wasn't supposed to kill anybody. Like she didn't kill her own wife. And it said she never killed anyone again. So how did she not forget? Maybe we're overestimating the amount of time that, that the lady of the lake was awake, but that's leaving a lot up the chance that she was never awake when they had lived there prior. It's that they were there often for a while for, I mean, for a long time. Well, so, I mean, at least uh, three or four months a year. Right. And, 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 and for 10 years, the lady, of the lake never awoke while they were on their, uh, while, while Danny and Jamie were on their decade long ex escapade lady never awoke. I guess that you would say that she awoke the time that she saw her in the tub, but that's it's really being generous. Like, I, yeah, I didn't even realize that till right then. Like, how did, why did she forget? First of all, why was that part of it? And then why didn't it affect Danny when she then became the Lady of the Lake? Because it, I don't know it. The, like we said, it there's a lot of continuity errors in yeah. this show. 
Yeah, it. Like I said, it, it's only a forty-three because I really liked Owen and the job that was done with Peter. That's the only. Re- Otherwise, it would be a thirty-eight. Maybe even drop it down to a thirty-five. But those there, there was good acting in here that was wasted on a poor product. I agree. I Anyways, agree with you. We have gone way too long on this one. <laughs> So, I think we went just long enough. Yeah, 90 minutes is just long enough. Just um, long enough. Uh, so I think we will we will skip first impressions for Crown Tundra in this one. Ooh. Hunter didn't have time to form his anyways. Uh, I'll no, give, I'll I give, I'll walked give off a, the train. I saw Peony, and that's where I am. I will give a very brief first impressions. It's good. That's my impression. Well, you want to know mine? Hey, look, snow. Snow. Um, but we will hit a little bit of Pokemon news and brief discussion of that, I suppose. Uh, there was It was revealed through, I don't know how people find these things out, but uh, the Pokemon company renewed its trademark or something along those lines of Heart Gold Soul Silver, uh, which people are like, oh, they're going to remake it for the Switch. And I look at them and I say, you fools. You fools. You fools. They're just going to make Let's Go Pichu, Let's Go Togepi. That's what it's for. I mean, they totally are. I mean, I think anybody with a brain knows you're right. Like, it's just... They've, they've, set, up the, they've set up the game model. And it's a good setup. Listen, they, they're remaking the, the Pokemon games for children. And that's good because that means they can keep certain games for children and then the actual games for people who grew up with it who are looking for a little bit more of a challenge than let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. So you did the Kanto region. Guess what's next? The Johto region. So they'll probably announce – I'm going with Pichu and, and Togepi. Let's go Pichu, let's go Togepi. Uh, well, those are their two big sellers. Right, and I don't I don't know what they'll end up doing for uh, the Hoenn region, but that's a ways down the line I'm pretty sure. I think it's skitty and no, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to have the let's go games. I think obviously they're not challenging. I wish they would add an option in maybe some of the switch games moving forward, you know, that you could have the option of throwing a pokeball, just make it harder. Yeah, you know, it, and it works pretty well actually. Once you learn how to use the the, the functionality, it actually works pretty well. Right, I think that would be kind of cool moving forward. You know, make mm-hmm. it more immersive. But Choto one's going to be interesting because it's not. There's not very new many new Pokemon. It's not a very big region, so it'll be. Well, I think a lot that, shorter. Well, I think that they would probably mirror how they did how they do the gold and silver games, where you, where you can go both, back. Yeah, where you do both Johto and Kanto in the same game. That'd be interesting. Well, you just have to make sure it all scales properly, still, because it's you know you you can level up very quickly and let's go, um, and you you got to make sure that that the, ba- the 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 gyms in the Kanto region are actually tough still. Right. After beating but, the, the Elite Four the first time. Well, they might just... That might be a really hard task for them because you'll be so overpowered. Well, I think that they'll, pro- they'll probably just scale the, the, the leveling speed 
in uh, the first region, probably. They'll just make it so you don't gain levels as quickly as you do in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I don't know if they want to mess with the base mechanics like that, but it's something that they could do. Yeah, I I think it's a good thing moving forward because, I mean, one, it will push more Pokemon fans moving forward. Yeah, keep the lot. Um, yeah, keep keep that making that more possibilities in. for older fans games. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I think it's a good thing, but it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Because I think Pichu is the obvious choice there. But are you really not going to be able to evolve a, P- a Pichu? Well, you can evolve Eevee, right? Can you evolve your Eevee? Nope. You, you can't, can't evolve the okay. partner Eevee. Boy, that's tough. Well, Eevee's bad as an as a individual character, so they probably have to give it some moves. They could... Yeah, I don't know what else they do. Let's go Togepi. I think is very obvious that they would do Let's Go Togepi. As, yeah. as the other one, because that's, I mean, that's that's going straight out the anime. They'll use Togepi. Well, I mean, not only straight out the anime, early anime. Yeah. Togepi's in there early. Yeah. As an egg for a long, 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 long time. And then it finally I mean, it, hatches. But it even hatches before it was revealed. Yeah. And you're like, what? what Pokemon egg? Togepi? It's like when the Pokemon 2000 movie came out, mm-hmm. and they were like, when everyone called Meryl Pika Blue, because mm-hmm. everyone was like, what is that? There's more Pokemon? What? Well, even in the to... first movie, there's a Don fan. Also, Ho-Oh is in the first episode. Yeah, and they were, like, not introduced for well over a year or two later. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I remember in the first Pokemon movie, I was like, what is that that Ash is battling in this opening scene. And it's, oh, it's just, it's a Don fan. It's not out yet. It's not going to be out for like Don two Don fan's years. cool. Don fan needs another evolution. That's what I say. Don fan, you know, I am not a mega evolution guy, but I think a mega Don fan would look cool. Or a Gigantamax Don fan. Yeah. As I, Don fan was one of my favorite Pokemons you know for a long time. I don't, I don't think that Fanfi or Donphan are even available in, in the Galar, Galar region. So I don't think it's actually a, a possibility currently. Kill me. Kill me. All right, we'll kill you and we'll kill the episode. Uh, oh, put it down. We'll put it down, put it out of its misery. We're going to call it here where we are. We'll be back next week. This time we're going to go full review of Crown Tundra uh, expansion pack. For... We're going to tell you all the dirty deeds. Yeah. And, you know, I, I made an executive decision uh, during oh, wow. during that review that when we do reviews, we're going to assume that you've already consumed the media. So uh, that 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 timestamp is actually – you've already heard it because I put it in there. It's going to say, hope you've watched it because we're not going to tell you when it ends because it took way too long. Uh, it, there you go. We basically would say, just skip to the end. You're done with the episode. So, yeah, if, if future reference, anytime we review something, it is going to assume that you already know what it is. Hey, that's great. That was me now that you up. know, now it's that officially you know, on record. We'll see you next time. No, we won't. Hey. You'll hear us later. Bye. Yeah, hey, have a good one. Have a good one. Goodbye.